Well, how would you like to make money while serving people well? I'm going to tell you how you can do that and more. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, our sponsor today, I'm proud to announce, is Audible, where you can get an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more. You can get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash 48 days. Well, hey, this is Dan Miller, and yes, you're listening to a 48 Days radio show, where each week we take 48 minutes to dive into real-life questions about finding your passion deciding what kind of life you want to live, and then finding or creating work that allows you to show up every day, excited to be able to do something that is meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable. Hey, this is where normal indecision and ambiguity come to die. Welcome to the 48 Days Radio Show. Well, here's some of the things we're going to be talking about today. I've got a little clip with John Lee Dumas, my friend, identifying the roots of his success. A lot of you are familiar with John Lee Dumas, what he's doing with Entrepreneur on Fire. I've had him on here a couple times. I'm going to share with you. He's going to share the roots of his success. Somebody says, Dan, how can I move from linear income with my physical business to passive income? And I just don't know how to dive right in and make money as a realtor. How about this one? Someone says, I have given up the pursuit of money and moved toward doing what I love. And then somebody says, in working with my wife, I've learned that she is the dreamer and I am the realist. Well, that's good to know. Not a bad starting point. Here's our quotation for the day. It comes from coach John Wooden, who said, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Well, there's a poignant thought for us to think about. Well, I got I got to get couple success stories here I want to share. One comes from Vicki Bragg, who said, Dan, four years ago this month, you encouraged me by replying to my email via your podcast. At the time, I was very unhappy working an entry-level job in an eight-to-five corporate environment. Two weeks after your response, I quit that job and began bookkeeping for small businesses. I now enjoy setting my own hours, pursuing the things I love, like music, ministry, writing, building our own personal recording studio business, and spending more quality time with my family, all while making three times the salary I was making in the corporate world. I have now begun to broaden my list of services into the areas of investing and retirement planning. Thank you for encouraging the world of listeners to seek out their dreams. Loving the work I do has made me a very happy and fulfilled person. God bless you and your team. Well, thank you, Vicki. What an encouraging note. I love those stories. You know, it's not always about quitting the job. I don't want to give that impression. A lot of people are perfectly suited to be part of a team where they get a salary, a paycheck every Friday. Nothing wrong with that at all. But if you recognize that there is a better opportunity for you, then yeah, you're probably going to regret not acting on that. Hey, got a couple things just in the news, interesting items that I want to share. 
I love how technology is changing. We've got a couple things that I think are pretty interesting. We are getting ready for the future where cars will not only take you from place to place, but will also be your friend. How is that possible? Well, at our new car show, Honda and Toyota, uh, at this month's Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, they're showing cars that have powerful artificial intelligence to anticipate their passengers' needs. For example, Toyota's Concept I car collects data such as pupil dilation, perspiration rate, and vocal tone to assess the driver's emotional state and alter the car to better fit one's mood. So Honda says, you know, that their car will, if you're feeling stressed, your car might play soothing music and lower the temperature or suggest stopping at your favorite coffee shop on the way to work for a pick-me-up. Either way, your ride, quote, is there for you. Can you imagine? I mean, there are some things that are, that seem to almost be invasive. That may seem to be one of those for you. You may question whether you want your car to know how you're feeling and give you feedback and talk to you about um, making your life better. I think it's kind of interesting. I think it's pretty interesting, really. Well, you're, you're familiar with Alexa. Ford in the new cars is giving drivers access to Alexa. Amazon's uh, got a powerful personal assistant. Um, well, that, that, that is Amazon's Mercedes Benz is doing the same thing with Google assistant. General motors is building IBM's Watson into its on service. Now, if you know Alexa, I mean, we have Alexa at our home. It's there. The grandkids have a lot of fun with it because They can just say, Alexa, tell me a joke. Alexa, tell me a funny story. Alexa, what's the weather today? Alexa, how far is it from Jacksonville, Florida to Fort Lauderdale? I mean, it's it's fun to have around. It it does seem kind of spooky. Sometimes it'll just start talking and we have to replay in our own minds. What did we say that caused Alexa to start talking? But those things are happening out there. Cars that love you back. What do you think? Well, how about this? Norway, I heard this recently, listening to the radio, I I heard Norway has now dropped FM radio. Now think about how big FM radio has been here in the United States, as an example. Norway has dropped it totally. They've gone to totally digital broadcast, no more FM stations. But that changes the way we transmit information. That changes a whole lot of radio stations that have towers in place. Well, here's a couple more things. Then we'll move into the questions. Amazon has just pledged to hire a hundred thousand workers. They just announced last week. They're going to add a hundred thousand full-time U S workers, bringing its U S workforce to more than 280,000 full-time employees. The hiring spree will cover a wide range of disciplines from developers and engineers who work on cloud computing to the burgeoning armies of lower paid warehouse operators. But adding a hundred thousand work. I mean, there's not any company in the world that's growing like that, but that's what Amazon is doing. Of course, you know, more and more we can get our services from Amazon. They're becoming major, major player out there. 
Well, others that are adding, Walmart's going to add 10,000 workers. Uh, General Motors is um, pulling back from what they were going to do in Mexico. They're going to build a $1 million investment in new plants here. Lots of other things happening there. A lot of growth happening right now. I mean, we've kind of settled down from the political drama. Things are getting back to normal a little bit. And we're seeing a lot of companies that are gearing up, anticipating a wonderful year, as I hope you are as well as an individual. Now, sometimes when technology really takes off, there is there are amazing opportunities around that. One of those is in the building, development, and selling of drones. Now, we've had people who show up here for events at the sanctuary. You have drones. We get some delightful footage, you know, flying up over the air and then down taking pictures of the group standing in front of Aristotle, the carved eagle on the tree, you know, with a drone. My gosh, I love what they're able to do. But because it's such an explosive area, there have been so many companies that have jumped into the market that now they're saying it's been diluted. Some of the original people who got into making drones have stopped entirely making drones because there are so many people that got into the market and it's diluted the marketability of drones. Now that just, it just kind of points out, even though technology is new, sometimes there's a real short window of opportunity there that goes away when too many people get in, jump in the game. Well, that seems to be happening with drones, just for whatever it's worth category. I mean, we love having drones around here, but uh, it may not be the big opportunity that people thought because the technology is so easy to replicate and a lot of people have jumped jumped in the game. Now I'm, I'm going to play a, a, an interview that I did with my friend, John Lee Dumas. I rarely have guests on this podcast, as you know, and I get inundated with requests for people to be on this podcast, people to be on because they have a new book. My goodness, I get publishers wearing me out. They got somebody, you know, who was the former CEO of uh, UPS or somebody who's a Harvard professor or whatever. And uh, they've got a new book. Well, I don't normally do that. And I'm committed to answering your questions. But this is an example of multiple things that I talk about here. And I want to share this. Uh, John Lee Dumas has a brand new product out, the Mastery Journal. He's put it up on Kickstarter as he did with the Freedom Journal. But I ask him to come on to share a little bit about it. And I want to, after we listen to this clip, then I want to unpack why I had him on. And why what he's doing is an example that you can do as well. But I really want you to hear him talk about his mastery journal. It is something that I think you ought to get. It's a, you know, it's a $39 journal. There's no back-end sale. There's no course coming or anything. It's just a journal. But it's a, a very detailed plan to walk you through 100 days to create productivity, discipline, and focus. So let's listen to this, and then I'll tell you the details of what he's already accomplished in just a couple days by having this up as a Kickstarter project. Now I've got a couple other examples of that that we'll talk about today, but I want you to listen to this. Uh, He dedicated the new mastery journal to his parents. I asked him about that in this clip. Check this out. Well, John, it's a delight to have you back on again. You're somebody whose name is very familiar with my listeners. How are you doing? Dan, I am doing incredible today. It's 87 degrees in Puerto Rico, but life is good. <laughs> life is good indeed. Well, I'll have to tell my audience about your move to Puerto Rico yeah. another time. But 
You got a new product out. We're excited that just came out, the Mastery Journal. We're excited about that. Now, my listeners, a lot of people already have the Freedom Journal. I want to ask you right off the top, how is the Mastery Journal different? It's a great question. So the Freedom Journal was something that I actually went to my guests for back in 2015. And I was like looking at the Dan Millers, the Michael Hyatts, and I was saying, what do all of these guests have in common? And you guys are just amazing at setting and accomplishing goals. So the Freedom Journal was the answer to that. How do you set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? And I just crafted and created the guide, the step-by-step resource to, to teach people how to do just that. And you know, fast forward to where we are today, we sold over 16,000 of them to date. And it's just so inspiring to see people accomplishing their number one goal. But the reality is, Dan, a lot of people are doing that. They're knocking over that big domino. Like, you know, my big domino back in 2012 was EO Fire. I launched the podcast and I was like, okay, I accomplished my goal. Like, now what? And I realized that I had to get serious about productivity. I had to get serious about being disciplined intraday. And I had to get focused on what mattered. And so over these last four years, I've cultivated those skills and I have researched them and worked on them. And I truly now have at this point in my life mastered these three skills. So I wanted to take what I learned from the Freedom Journal and take it to the next level with the Mastery Journal. So the Mastery Journal in a nutshell is you mastering productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days. So it's those three skills working on them in a very strategic step-by-step manner so that by day 100, you'll be a master. Oh, dynamite. Well, hey, I want to pick your brain a little bit. I've been around long enough that it's easy for me to look back over the years and see major influences in my life. You dedicated this book, The Master Journal, to Arthur and Selena. I want you to tell us a little bit about these people and the influence they had on your own life. Well, you definitely know how to get to the core of the matter. I love that, Dan. For me, I actually did dedicate the Freedom Journal to Fire Nation because I really felt that my audience had guided me there by asking me the questions, and I wanted to give back to them for that. But then when I looked at the Mastery Journal, I said, you know, these are actually my three greatest strengths in life, productivity, discipline, and focus. Like, how did I develop these, you know, beyond the hard work that I've done and and just the studying and the research. And I looked back and I said, well, my parents, like my parents were the people that brought me up right. They told me, you know, it was a a quote that I've said many times on my show because it was so impactful for me, which is be humble, be happy, you know, work hard. We come from, you know, a very small town in Maine and that's where I'm actually going to be, you know, back for the holidays and I'm excited. And my parents, Art and Selena, instilled these truths in me. And I I realized that if I wanted to be a success in life, you know, it was going to come from hard work and it was going to come from taking that hard work and being productive within that and being disciplined to follow that plan. And then of course, being focused, not letting the distractions of the world come in. So when it came time for the dedication piece, I just said, you know, My parents have done so much for me in this world. You know, when I went to launch a podcast in 2012, which meant quitting a a job that was on partnership track to be um, a partner in a commercial real estate firm in Portland, Maine, they said, you know, we got you. Like, we support you. Like, we we, we have no idea what this is, but we're going to support you doing it. So I just wanted to give back to them for this. And I love you guys. That's awesome. Well, I love it. You know, I, I love identifying those people who have had significant impact on us and certainly attributing that to your mom and dad as a wonderful, wonderful starting point. 
Now, you talk about some of those things, that the three key things in the Master Journal being productivity, discipline, and focus. But is it just a matter of working harder than the next guy? So that's the problem. I see a lot of people out there saying, you know, get up at sunrise, work till midnight, you know, sleep for four hours, get back up again. And hard work is important, but you have to be working hard at the right things. And now for me, I'm not, by the way, that sunrise to midnight guy. Like I'm, I'm shutting things down by 5 p.m. Kate and I are enjoying a nice walk, a dinner. I'm in bed by 9.15. I'm getting my eight hours of sleep. I mean, I'm a huge believer in that. But guess what? During my work hours, I'm working hard, but it's not just about hard work. It's about what are you producing during those work hours? What is the quality of the work that you're producing? And that's why productivity is that first word in this entire three skill set that I'm looking to guide people towards is what work are you producing on a daily basis that's of quality, that's moving your business and your life in the right direction? Because we can work hard all day, but if we're working hard at the wrong things, then we're just not going to get to where we want to go. And you know, there's that quick quote by, you know, I mean, they've attributed it to like a million people, but you know, it's like Abraham Lincoln said, you know, if I had to, if I had a, an hour to cut down a tree, you know, I'd spend the first 45 to 50 minutes sharpening my ax. Like that's, that's working smart. And that's also working hard, but it's not just spending your time in fruitless efforts of just taking this dull ax and just like hacking away at a tree trunk. So productivity, producing the right work and not working hard, but just working smart. Well, hey, I appreciate you talking about the balance there. I get tired of some of the people in our space, you know, talking about, yeah, set your alarm clock one minute earlier every morning so you wean yourself from sleep. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not sustainable. It's, it's not at all. You know, going on adrenaline and no sleep does not produce good work. No. Yep. I love the, the balance. And, of course, you, like I, you know, spend time with family and recreational things, there's a lot of things that make life meaningful in addition to just selling one more book or one more course online or whatever it happens to be or putting in another hour at work. So true. Now, you in, in with the Mastery Journal, and I, I love this, you know, you've got a heart of service helping people. I've seen that since day one from you. You've certainly helped a lot of people simply by having them on your podcast, helping to share their message. But with the Mastery Journal, you're partnering again with Pencils of Promise. Tell us a little bit about how that's working as we get involved in getting our own Mastery Journal. Well, I will say a mutual friend of ours, Dan, Aaron Walker. You know, he was on my show multiple times, and this guy just brought these words into my life. Go from success to significance. And for me, I've always wanted to find a way that you know, I could just take the success of EO Fire and to make it into something even more meaningful than it was. I mean, it was impacting a lot of people that were listening and we were doing some great things, but I said, how can I take that to the next level? So with the Freedom Journal, I knew that I wanted to be giving back and I kind of was trying to think of what really made an impact in my life? And I, I know it's just education, like not just like a college education or that, but just education of the internet and, and learning and just always being a person. Like I know you're a big Earl Nightingale fan, like, you know, listening and watching The Secret and just learning from those who have come before us, that education is priceless. And so I saw what Pencils of Promise was doing in the world where they are helping um developing countries by building schools in these places that would never otherwise have these schools and training teachers and providing materials. 
and just giving the gift of education to those less fortunate that otherwise would not have that gift of education. And I just love the Pencils of Promise story. I've actually had the founder, Adam Braun, on my show twice. And the story is really impactful. I won't go into it now because it's too long, but it's it's really important to hear for somebody. And so I said, how can I really bring that into what I'm doing with the Freedom Journal? So I reached out to Pencils of Promise. We we came up with what's going to be a win-win because, you know, obviously the Freedom Journal, like the Mastery Journal, is a physical product. There's there's cost there. And we said, hey, every time we hit a funding level, um, I'm going to write a check on behalf of the Freedom Journal supporters for Pencils of Promise. And we hit three funding levels. I wrote a check for $75,000. You know, we built three schools, two in Ghana, one in Guatemala. And today, to this day, and we're still doing between twenty-five dollars to $30,000 in sales every month with the Freedom Journal, a portion of those sales are still going to Pencils of Promise because I'm committed to that process. And so we're doing the same thing with the Mastery Journal. We've partnered with Pencils of Promise and we're doing a really big initiative. And every single time we hit one of our funding goals, I'm writing another check to Pencils of Promise on behalf of the supporters. And I'm just really excited about what we can do together in this world by you know, giving ourselves the gift of mastering productivity, discipline, and focus, which is going to allow you to create bigger and better and greater things and maybe more revenue and freedom and happiness in your life. That's always a possibility. And, and also knowing that you're giving the gift you know, of education to those less fortunate. Well, hey, we all like to be part of things where there is a, a worthy cause connected. So thank you for that. And I certainly encourage my listeners to grab their copy of the Mastery Journal, knowing that they're not only improving their own life, but also the lives of some other kids who are disadvantaged in places around the world. Now, I talk a lot about timelines here. Obviously, 48 days is my brand, so I talk about having a timeline. You've chosen 100 days, 100 days for people to really build in these principles of you know, productivity, discipline, and focus. Why 100 days? So I looked back at my life, Dan, and I said, what are some of the things that I've launched that's been of meaning to me? And of course, it was EO Fire, the podcast, and then it was Podcaster's Paradise, and then creating and launching Webinar on Fire. And like these processes were taking me you know, around three, three and a half months from start to finish. Like I went back, I traced back over, and I said, so this is right around the 100-day mark. And I'm just kind of like a very methodical person when it comes to things. Like I just like things neat and stacked in a row. And so it just felt right to me that it was going to be 100 days because I break these books down into 10-day sprints. So now you have these 10 10-day sprints where every 10 days you're getting 10% closer to your goal or within the Mastery Journal, every 10 days you're doing this big 10-day recap of the previous 10 days so that you're making sure that you're on the right path and you're doing this self-evaluation score of your productivity and discipline. Really, really fascinating stuff that I can't get, again, unfortunately, too into depth because just of time issues, but I just loved being able to break things into those blocks, and it just was clean. It felt right to me, so 100 days. Oh, uh, that's cool. Hey, I'll go with your 100 days. You're making it easy on my listeners. They're used to 48 <laughs> days to accomplish the big things. 100 days ought to I be a it. breeze. Well, if somebody were going to start this, when's the best time to start that 100-day process? You know, like that Chinese proverb that the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, but the next best time is today. So I'm all about taking action, man. Like People ask me all the time, they're like, John, should I should I wait to the new year to start my podcast? I'm like, no, you should, should launch your podcast today. Like you got to get things out there in the world. And Dan, this is what I so admire about you. I mean, one of many things. I mean, you're 
truly one of my mentors is you love getting things out there, you know, before they're done because you get that feedback that's so critical and you adjust and you improve and you pivot. And that's exactly why you have to get things out in this world, my friends. Absolutely. And, you know, here we are, you know, already close to the end of January. Golly, just start now. If you didn't start <laughs> January 1st or July of last year, today's a perfect time to start. Perfect. I, I believe, too. Any day is a great day. You know, I tell people it's never too late to have a new beginning. So any day is a great day to start. Well, John, man, I appreciate your heart. Appreciate the work that you're already doing. Delight to have you on here to share. And we certainly will be directing people to your Kickstarter program for the Mastery Journal so they can get a hard copy. This is a real book, a real journal to go through. Every day starts off with a wonderful quotation and then a clear plan for what to do in that day to just walk you right through to those big things you want to accomplish in the next 100 days. Thanks for being on today, John. Dan, you're amazing. Thank you. Well, there's my clip. I want to unpack that a little bit. I do want to direct you to themasteryjournal.com. That's where John is doing this Kickstarter program. Now, I want to direct your attention there for a couple of reasons. One, yes, I think it's well worth the 39 bucks to get your own copy and have something that can add to your success to walk you through this process. But I also want you to observe I mean, a lot of the things that I share on here are for you to observe how other people are being super successful. John obviously has done that when he did the Freedom Journal. I mean, it was, I think it was $435,000 that he raised total in that. And then he shared that he was able to write some generous checks to Pencils of Promise. And he will do the same thing with this. Now, in looking at the Mastery Journal, this just launched when you're listening to this, and it appears to be going up at about $1,000 an hour. As I'm recording this, it's $82,982. But it's go, it seems to be going up at about $1,000 an hour. So by the time you're listening to this, if you go to themasteryjournal.com, you can see how much it's increased in that period of time. Why is he able to do that? And this is something that... I want to unpack a little bit because a lot of people see this and they think, well, my gosh, I'm going to put something on Kickstarter and I'm going to, you know, be able to raise a hundred thousand dollars for whatever I want to do. If I want to put a music studio in my house, I'll just put it on Kickstarter. If I want to go live in um, Switzerland, I'll just put it on Kickstarter. Well, it really doesn't work like that. We've had a lot of attention given recently to paid membership sites. As you know, we just launched 48 Days Eagles. I love what's going on there. And I love seeing people that I've known for years coming in there every day, you know, building the numbers there. If you're there, welcome. Uh, it's a great place where we're interacting, sharing a lot of ideas there at 48 Days Eagles. But here's the deal. I had a pretty good running start to have a paid membership site. John Lee Dumas is a pretty good running start to put something on Kickstarter. Now what I've done, and I'm going to put this in 48 days Eagles. I just am thinking about it. I'm going to go ahead and do that. I created a checklist where you can tally how many points you have based on some of the following things. All right. How many Twitter followers do you have? How many LinkedIn connections? How many people listening to your podcast? How many email subscribers? How many Instagram followers you have? How many Facebook 
followers you have? How many blog subscribers? How many people did you have attend live events you did last year? How many times have you been on as a podcast guest? How many listeners were those to those podcasts? How many people have purchased a book that you have or a course that you have? Now, in looking at all those things, I created a point system where if you score, what the way I have it laid out is if you score 48 points, that would be a bare minimum to think about having a paid membership site or to think about doing a Kickstarter program as an example. Now, as you go up and you have 240 points or 480, I mean, I made all the totals multiples of 48, but if you have 480 points, yeah, it's a slam dunk. But it's an accumulation of points that you have based on how much of an audience, how many, how much of a connection and a platform you already have. Without that, it's really pretty tough. So don't think that, you know, you can just jump on Kickstarter and do anything. It's a matter of nurturing relationships, starting with that, building an audience. Yes. And then you can open your hand and anything you want is right there. Now I started off today at the very top saying, I was going to tell you how you can make money and serve others. Well, well, I want to talk about that. And this has to do with just what we're talking about here. How do you serve people? How do you get connected? How do you start growing an audience for whatever it is that you're going to be doing? I mean, if you're a speaker coach, if you're going to write books, doesn't matter what you're going to do. If you're going to grow your window washing company, you know, how are you going to increase your connections with people? Well, I am thrilled to finally announce that we have the new 48 days seminar presentation materials ready. If you go to 48days.com slash learn, we've got all the details there. You'll see me open up with a couple of little videos explaining how this works. Uh, we did talk about this a year ago and we opened the door and let people know that we had the new book, the new workbook that Dr. Terry Hathaway developed. So we got the new seminar materials and we closed the door very quickly. We had about a hundred of you that came on as seminar presenters and we're grateful for your trust and confidence, we're going to offer you a whole lot more help, services, bonuses, and benefits at this point because you did that. But brand new, we have three different levels where you can do the seminar presentations. You can come in just as a ministry volunteer, or you may just want to do it at your church. So you get the basic materials. You can just funnel the packages through to people and help them in that six-week process. Present the 48 Days to the Work You Love seminar as a six-week process where each week you're going through two modules in the book, two of the chapters, but it's all video-driven at this point. We've not had this before. It's all video-driven where you can just pull up the video. I introduce the concepts. It walks them through questions, interaction time together all the way through. So you don't have to be the teacher like we used to have it set up at all. You can just present it much the way that Financial Peace University has done. And a lot of you are very familiar with that. So just go to 48days.com slash learn. You can check it out. So we have the ministry partner if you just want to do that. If you just want to make $1,000 a month, we've got a plan for how you can do that and, and show you exactly what you can do to just make $1,000 a month. If you want to be serious about it, of course, what I put in there is, you know, it, there's a, um, we call that a business partner and we have that opportunity. That's where I would work with you personally and you would really be plugged in 
to help us helping you promote seminars that you're going to put on. And we show you a plan where you can make $48,000 a year. Now that's intended to be a sideline. You can be fully employed in doing that, or you can be independent already where you may be a speaker, coach, writer, trainer of some kind and have this as a means to connect with more people because you can't do a 48 day seminar without having people want to spend more time with you to have you help them on their particular path as well. So, Hey, just check it out. If it interests you, we'd love to talk to you. Dr. Terry Hathaway and I are very available to talk to you about what would fit for you. Again, 48days.com slash learn is where we got the information on that. And I'm totally excited about that as we launch into this new year. Now, David Creel is uh, is a member of 48 Days Eagles, and he put in there, he says, one thing I'm currently struggling with is how to move from linear income with my business to passive income, or at least some way to have some passive income. With my pressure washing business currently, I only get paid when I work. No work equals no money. Some days it gets cold here in Houston, or it's raining, and I feel the need to start building an ark. Plus, whenever it rains here, Thunder and lightning is coming along for the ride as well. Uh, I'm no expert, but I know that lightning and metal don't mix really well, meaning he can't work. Says I could hire a work a worker to be the technician, uh, but I don't mind doing the work. I've had the idea of a how-to course. Well, great question, David. A lot of a lot of us have things that are physical work that we're just doing it ourselves, and we're looking for okay, how can you leverage that? going to just remind you of one quick thing that I shared a couple of weeks on here. And that was from listener and coach Pierce Mars. Now Pierce is a sales guy. He's fully employed as a sales guy with a company, but he does coaching on the side, but he also has this little business where on the weekends he puts up signs for realtors. I talked to him about that. I connected him with a listener who asked about that. And I said, Hey, here's a guy who's doing exactly what you're talking about. Pierce was very gracious about sharing how he puts those up. He knows the sign permit laws. He knows that he can put them up after seven o'clock on Mon- on Friday night, but he has to have them down before 7 a.m. Monday morning. He knows where he can put them, what's legal, what's not, how to get his customers. And he generates $45,000, dollars a year on this little side business that he does in a few hours on the weekend. He, what I told him, I said, Man, instead of just doing this and making the money, you need to be telling other people how to do it. So he put together a really delightful little ebook on that. You can find it if you just go to Amazon and look for Sign Hustle. Now, we're very familiar with the term side hustle, but if you look for Sign Hustle, you can find that delightful little book. David, that's the kind of thing that you can do. When you're doing something well and it's serving you well, yeah, the next thing to move into passive income is to tell other people how to do that. I mean, I had a young lady one time who had we moved her out of nursing, which she absolutely hated, and she started doing gift baskets. She was really good at putting together these beautiful gift baskets, and she was really good at getting agreements with companies to produce multiple gift baskets. One of her first engagements was to produce 133 for country music award that they were doing for the big gala. She did 133 exactly the same right after that. uh, She did 4,300, that's 4,300 baskets identical for Taco Bell store managers when they had a conference here in Nashville. 
And I told her, I said, oh my gosh, you know, you're going to wear yourself out just trying to keep up with making all these. You need to start teaching other people who are interested in gift baskets, how they can do the same. Well, she very quickly did a couple of little, very elementary, basic videos and started selling the fire out of her video information. Then was asked to be speaker at the conferences and moved on from there. That's the kind of thing that you can do. I mean, even uh, Joe Polish, uh, Joe is very well-known in this kind of information marketing guru space, now has um, uh, the Genius Network. The Genius Network, you can be a member of that for 25 grand a year to show up a couple times a year and rub shoulders with other people like Richard Branson and people who are really doing pretty well out there. But anyway, Joe started as a carpet cleaner. That was his business, cleaning carpets. And he was very good at getting the business, the marketing of that. So he started sharing with other carpet cleaners how to get more business. And he just grew and grew and grew from there, telling other people how to be successful in doing what he was doing. You can do the same in what you're doing. I mean, what I do, I mean, the biggest part of my business is teaching coaches how to be successful in coaching. They started coming to me, asking me, Dan, how can I do what you've done with coaching? So we set up coaching with excellence and coaching mastery. It's simply telling other people to do what I was doing originally. And at this point, I've gone from coaching five days a week to coaching about one day a month because my time is taken up with teaching other people how to do what I do rather than doing the actual thing I started with. Hope that makes sense. Anthony says, Dan, I've been listening to your podcast, read your book. I'm a full-time health insurance agent for a large insurer. About two years ago, I got my real estate license and have helped some family and friends purchase property. I'm excited about doing real estate, possibly doing it full time. However, I just don't know how to dive right in and make money as a realtor. Through my current job, I know how to prospect sell and I do really well, but I want to know how to transition fully into real estate. You know, if someone I could contact or speak to, or do you have a coach that you would recommend for real estate, possibly opening up my own brokerage? Any help would be greatly appreciated. I just need some guidance or roadmap to get me there. Thank you, Anthony. Well, yeah, I've got plenty of resources in that space. Uh, we do have a coach, Mike Galvin from Chicago, is our real estate coach. He's been doing real estate investing himself and selling for years. His wife, Kim, is a full-time agent at the top of her game. So there are a couple that we refer to. We've got that. Also, I want to recommend to you, Gary Keller's book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. I love this book. Now, Gary Keller is from Keller Williams Real Estate. And I love this book because the subtitle is, it's not about the money. It's about being the best you can be. So I recommend that book even to people who aren't interested in real estate because it really does focus on how to just be the best you can be. In his example, of course, the end result is being a great real estate agent, but it's the millionaire real estate agent. Now, speaking of which, you hear me talk about audible.com at the top of the show today. Here's an example. You can go right to audible.com slash 48 days, put in the millionaire real estate agent. And if you're not yet a member of audible.com, you can get that book absolutely free so you can listen to it. Again, you know, check out Audible has tons of free audio books with a 30-day trial membership. You can get any of my books there. Uh, we're just getting Joanne's new book, 
uh, creating a haven of peace put up there actually just this week. But you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a free title, and start listening. It's just that easy. I mean, they've, they've really got an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine, newspaper publishers, business information providers, all of that. So check it out, but go get The Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller by just going to audible.com slash 48 days. You can also check out uh, Brian Buffini. Brian Buffini, a um, friend of mine, he, he's got tons of information. Brian Buffini, you can just Google that. Last name is B-U-F-F-I-N-I. He's got a lot of information because he's coached real estate agents how to be more successful, as has Joe Stump. Joe Stump, now that last name, it's Joe, but then S-T-U-M-P-F. Kind of a weird spelling of that, but anyway, Joe has been around for a long time. He trademarked the term by referral only, but uh, he uh, teaches people how to be successful just by getting referrals. So Joe Stump is another one. Incidentally, you can, um, you know, you can listen to Brian Buffini as a guest of my son, Kevin, on the Ziegler show. It was show number 400. And on there, you can hear Brian Buffini talk about the success that he's had in real estate. All right, here's a question. Well, this is more of a a sharing. I want to share this with you. This comes from David Soto. David says, Dan, it's been a roller coaster ride since I attended Coaching with Excellence in early spring of 2015. Yes, I was one of the attendees of the funeral services for the frog. I've probably talked about that. My granddaughter interrupted Coaching with Excellence because she was ready for a funeral for a frog that had frozen in our water feature. And we all stepped out, went over and had a little frog funeral. We all sang Amazing Grace. I gave a little eulogy. Anyway, so David was here for that uh, monumental event that we had. David says, I have to say that I've given up the pursuit of money and moved toward doing what I love. The problem was for all my life, I didn't know what I loved. It turns out I love writing magical realism love stories. Who knew? I surely did. That being said, I'm proud to announce my first fictional piece of work, Los Chocolates de Esperanza Diamante, is available right now. To make things easy, uh, the link to Amazon can be found at davidsotowrites.com. That's davidsotowrites.com. Now, I went there. Now, David says this is, I went there and watched David's little video clip that he's got. So if you go to davidsotowrites.com, you'll find this. He says, this is a story about a woman who makes chocolate that inspires passion in the people who eat them. And David says, writing this story was the best experience of my life. This magical realism romance story, all my passion went into it. Now here's, here's a little piece from this because I want to comment on the process that David describes here. He just gave up making money and he's going to do what he loves. I'm going to give you a couple examples about where that leads. But here's, here's how the book starts out. They once hated Esperanza Diamante. These women who gathered in front of her chocolate shop, now they admired her almost to the point of worship, but they felt pity for her too. Not just today's handful of women, but for all the women who ate her chocolates. For since the day she'd arrived in Barra seven years before, Esperanza had not yet taken a lover. It was 1.57 on Saturday afternoon. 
The women were waiting for Esperanza to open her shop as they always did. The store's massive floor-to-ceiling doors opened at two sharp every day, and by 2.30, the goods were sold out. None of the women waiting were first-time customers. Many had been buying Esperanza's chocolate from the beginning. As soon as Esperanza had stepped off the bus seven years ago, rumors started spreading. It was her raw beauty that struck fear more than hate into the women of the village. If Esperanza didn't steal their husbands, she would at least steal their husbands' attention. It took short time for Esperanza to walk from the bus station to Dona Luz's old bakery. The whole town became aware of this strange, beautiful, husband-stealing woman who had just arrived. She was so beautiful that sections of the village seemed to freeze in time as she walked by. Even after she passed, it took several seconds for people to thaw out and resume their normal activities. Wow. Now, I, I read that. I mean, he has the first chapter available there. I read that. I instantly jumped over to Amazon and downloaded it onto my phone, and I'll read it at lunchtime. But just, golly, what an engaging story about a woman who makes chocolates that are so good it inspires passion in the people who eat them. Now, here's, here's the rest of the story. David said, I have to say that I've given up the pursuit of money and moved toward doing what I love. Now, this is early in the game. I don't know where this is going to lead. I don't know if this little book is going to take off or what it's going to lead to. But I have heard people before many, many times say, I'm going to give up the pursuit of money and move toward doing work that I love. Years ago, Joanna and I had the pleasure of meeting Dave Anderson, the founder of Famous Dave's Restaurants. We met him at a writing conference with uh, Mark Victor Hansen in Los Angeles. Dave told us about growing up as an American Indian, growing up just absolute abject poverty. And he decided he was not going to be poor. So he chased money every way that he could. He chased money. Finally, after a whole lot of things that just didn't work, he gave up and said, I just gave up making money. I decided just to do the one thing I was passionate about, and that's making great barbecue. Well, making great barbecue led into the most successful business he ever touched. I mean, they now have over 170 stores. Dave has actually moved on. He sold out and um, has a great big pot of money. And he now is starting after his non-compete has expired. He started a new barbecue called Jimmy's after his dad. Anyway, golly, that's just the way that it seems to work. Forget making money. Do what you love. Money is going to track you down. Well, hey, I've got some other things here I wanted to share. Obviously, not going not gonna to get to them this time around. We'll save them for another day. Love the questions coming in. If you got a question, you can certainly shoot that in to me just at askdan at 48days.com. Hey, I want to remind you again about the 48dayseagles.com, that growing community we've got where I'm in there every day. We've got open calls where you ask me questions. But a lot of fun things happening there. Just go to 48dayseagles.com to check that out. And then if you want to be one of our business partners to present the new, the brand new 48 Days to the Work You Love seminar, we'd be delighted to talk to you about that. You can find that information at 48days.com slash learn. Got some events coming up, you know, here at the sanctuary, you know, Innovate is the next one. We're going to be talking to artists, writers, sculptors, comedians, musicians, all those kind of things. Joanne and I are going to be leading you through along with guests like Debbie Dearman. Uh, Bob Baker is going to be back, author of The Empowered Artist. 
So that's in May, May 11th and 12th. Coaching with Excellence, we got later in May as well, May 25th to 26th. I'm going to be seeing some of you on a cruise coming up shortly. Hey, incidentally, on the cruise, we're, one of the ports we're going to be at is San Juan, Puerto Rico. We're going to have dinner with uh, John Lee Dumas and Kate while we're there, since they do have a spectacular new house they purchased there on Puerto Rico. So some of you will be seeing a social media marketing world in March. Hey, these are just ways we can stay connected deepen relationships so we grow our influence together so when you have something you want to offer you have a ready audience for that that's the way that it works so i wish you well as you continue to perfect your ideas refine what it is you have to offer clarify what service you're giving to the world so that you can find or create work that is in fact meaningful purposeful and profitable i know you can do it don't settle for less